Hey guys! Yo, we are back! Woo. Oh, that was a whole lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl Chelsea. It's Deja. And this is the safe space where you were thinking it. Yeah, but we said it. Thinking it, we just said it. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, all Don't that. call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback, but we back. But we back, <laughs> and that's just that on that. Yeah. Is Period. this what? This is episode four. Is it four? Is, is it, it three? Four? Or is it three? Girl, it's season two. That's all I need to know. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we back like we never left. How has your weekend weekend been? My week and weekend, um, it's been good. My weekend was festive. We went to the Tina Turner musical. Amen. Happy um, birthday, L'Oreal. Yes. Happy birthday, Miss Girl. I've known her since elementary school. And um, yeah, it was. And I just adopted her like I take all of Deja's friends. So here we are. (laughs) It it, it was definitely a fun time. Yeah, fun time. And you know what? I've seen the movie "What's Love Got to Do with It" plenty of times, but I didn't really know much about Tina Turner outside of that movie. So it was actually quite enlightening. Yeah, it was definitely. It made me feel like everybody in the industry has somewhat of a sad story like back in the day like singers yeah. from like the 80s mm-hmm. you know I feel Dude, like even now they just haven't been around long enough to tell their story I've heard sure. the music industry is a wicked play yeah I heard heard that too yeah but it was I'm great a- to to see it unfold um and yeah our eyes you know and um it's so funny the the uh the main character of the play musical, she's from the area, um, and she mm-hmm. um, went to Howard University. So, and it just so happened that it was Howard Homecoming this weekend. So, I'm sure she had the best of both worlds. Yes, come through HU. Yeah, so um, it was great. Yeah, so that was super eventful. Outside of that, I honestly just chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my, my little turn up for the weekend. But outside of that, I just chilled and relaxed. And, you know, sometimes you got to like look around the house and be like, all right, let's, let's do some deep cleaning. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get it right to yeah. set the tone for the week. So that's definitely what I got into. That's good. I'm yes, good. you know, so fresh. So they say to be, uh, what is it? Cleanliness is next to godliness. Mm, I love that. That is the same. Godly. Yes. Amen to that, sister. I see you. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little recap from last week. We, it was uh, a trick or creep type episode. Come to the front, creeps. Where we just talked about, you know, things about Halloween and, you know, whether or not it's appropriate to stop trick-or-treating after a certain age or not. Yeah, so we said, what, 17, 18, 16, coming that range. Someone actually commented and said 13 should be the oldest that you should be uh, trick-or-treating, which I kind of get because, honestly, I don't even know very many high schoolers who are still interested in doing that. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um... You know, I'm not going to lie. A teenager comes to my door in the middle of the night and I'm probably not going to assume the best intentions anyway. So, yeah, yeah y'all need to go find y'all a little party to go to, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's the truth. Let me tell you something. You know that poll, the mm-hmm. poll that we did on that page? Well, I want to shout out to the people that um, did participate. We got a lot of 
uh, feedback. And I just wanted to say a couple of things. That okay. one, of the, one of the questions that we had posed on the on our page, it was mm-hmm. name your favorite scary movie. Okay. And some people said Insidious or The Conjuring. You know what? I'm so glad they said that because I know we said that Strangers is the scariest movie we've ever seen. For me, it's tied with Insidious. Mm-hmm. I that haven't movie watched is, those. Oh my God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. <laughs> it, um, go ahead, what you say? No, I was about to say, it is terrifying. That's one of those movies I watched in the dark and I really didn't want to go to sleep. Were you by yourself when you watched it? I was. I was in the living room on the couch watching it and I, you could not tell me it wasn't something behind me just waiting for me to turn around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. No. That wouldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like watching scary movies and then by myself. I love scary movies, but by mm-hmm. myself, nah. Yeah. No. I don't advise. <laughs> Someone else said Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Um, and then someone else said growing up, it was all the Freddy Krueger movies. Yeah. So I, I do think of, some of those are scarier depending on how old you were when you saw it. Yes. A lot of people that have said Freddy Krueger is like <clears throat> top, top one. Yeah. <laughs> Only These one. days I don't feel that way, but back then, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say the same, but you know what? I don't well you know what I take that back I think the Michael Myers Halloween movies the originals really mm-hmm. hit me in over mm-hmm. Freddy see the reason why Freddy was more scary to me is because he was like loud and in your face and like really just wanted to see you in pain he was slicing people I can't even go to sleep to escape you Jason was so cool calm and collected <laughs> Jason, but oh, Michael Myers. Sorry, Myers. Michael Myers was so cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, he, he always walked through the bushes. Through. Yeah, but it was the face and the music. <laughs> it was the music that just did me in. Yeah, Freddie didn't have. I mean, Freddie had that one, in general. two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one, two. Freddie's coming for you. I mean, that was cool, but it was just, it was just the music for me. Um, mm-hmm. another thing, another question that uh we asked on our Instagram page. Um, how old is too old for trick-or-treating? A lot of people said after high school is just too old. Hang it up. Absolutely. Hang it up. So we all are in agreement to that. Yeah. And high school is questionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that was like a little fun little poll, little situation. And I want to thank our, our fans and friends mm-hmm. for you know participating we love yes it. everyone follow at it's what she said yeah. on instagram we would mm-hmm. love to hear what you have to say and see if you agree with us or if you think that we're crazy no we ain't <laughs> and we're the creep <laughs> <laughs> so let's hop into what we're doing today child yes this week as we explained last week we will still be staying on theme with um, scary things, yeah. but on a different note. So no monsters, no ghosts, no ghouls, no goblins. We are talking about real life, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's rational or not. So yeah. jumping into our psychology bag, we're actually going to be discussing real life fears, phobias, things that maybe you knew about, things that you didn't, um, some of our fears, and we're just going to um, struggle, first of all, through some of these pronunciations. We are not doctors, but we're going to spell it out for y'all. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll start first with yeah. 
here, so I have an irrational fear. Mm. I have an irrational fear and I always have, and it's starting to die down now that I'm older and wiser, but I've always had a fear that I'm going to die by way of salmonella. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's it came your food. from. I must have had an experience with like some undone chicken as a child that I can't remember. I don't know. But I actually have a fear of salmonella so much so to the point that up until very recently, I will always overcook my chicken. Mm. Like chicken just be hard as hell. But you just, know what you should get? What's a that? thermometer. You know, I don't trust that. You don't? Okay. Because I've cooked like Thanksgiving big birds before, put the thermometer in there and it says that it's at the acceptable temperature. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but does it look the way that I need it to? <laughs> like, so I actually looked it up. There is a fear, an actual fear of chicken, both raw cooked or whatever. Hmm. And excuse me, y'all, with the pronunciation, it's called electorophobia. Okay. And that is overall the fear of chicken dead, of course, not like cluck cluck chickens running around, Mm -hmm. but people who have fears of touching raw chicken, people who have fears of eating chicken, people who have fears of the way it smells, looks, all of that. Now I'll say... I almost had a fear of touching raw chicken too because this past year was my first year hosting Thanksgiving and having to touch that big raw bird and clean it, Mm. it sent me to a place that I almost came to tears. Mm. Like almost. I was like, all right, this is not for the week. Just bring me a cooked chicken and then that's just going to be that. I'm slowly learning that in order to have enjoyable chicken, you cannot overcook it. But I still think that everything just needs to be well done. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I agree. I don't like. I, I don't really. I don't eat meat anymore. I've hit one year yeah. not eating chicken. Has it only been one year? It's only been one year of no chicken. It's been many, many years of not eating beef and pork. Yeah, but um, I agree with you about having a phobia of raw biting yeah. into something raw. Mm-mm. Oh my god! It makes me shake in my boots. But it's not as bad as, like, I don't overcook stuff like you. Yeah, nah. (laughs) It's going to be jerky by the time I'm done. (laughs) Like, you won't get me. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't. I'm sorry. Do you have any irrational fears? Yes, I do. Okay. So, like Chelsea said, bear with us with the the pronunciations of these uh, phobia names. But Mm -hmm. I have a story, too. Mm-hmm. But there are two phobias that kind of like one in the same, but G phobia. Okay. Um, and then telasiophobia. Okay. <laughs> so both of which, okay, so the G phobia is more of like fear of bridges. Um mm-hmm. it's kind of like kind of like uh bridge collapsing under them and mm-hmm. you know um yeah that's just me yeah I'm i know afraid- i used to have a recurring nightmare like that that i would just drive off a bridge and end up dead oh my gosh <laughs> so no listen i okay let me let me trail back a little bit the mm-hmm. thalassophobia is a fear of like the ocean or deep open water Okay. So I feel like those are one and the same for me because I am petrified of bridges going over water. Yes. To the point where... Okay, yes, that specifically. Yeah. So it's, like I said, it's kind of like one and the same. Like, can we just put those two together? So I have a story 
when me and my fiance, um, it probably was the first year of us dating. Mm-hmm. And it was around Halloween time and we were heading to um, a uh, Halloween um, haunted house. Okay. And it was in Baltimore, but somehow, some way, we had to go over this big bridge. And as I'm driving, I was the one that was driving. Mm-hmm. As I was driving, and I see this bridge, and it was the bridge from my dreams of me just going over this. Ooh, not deja vu. Yes, me just going over this bridge in my dream, and just something always happening to me, and me falling in the water or something. Mm. So I start freaking out and crying. While driving. While driving. And he was like, yo, like, what's wrong with you? Is everything okay? And I'm like... <laughs> I know he was looking he, like this you know, He knew. But prior to that, like, I told him, like, I have a fear of bridges underwater because, number one, I can't swim. Yeah. At all. I'm learning. Like, he was teaching me, like, in the summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Whole nother story. Whole nother story for a whole nother day. But... Let me tell you something. I was freaking out to the point where I had to stop. Not on the bridge, honey. Please. I had to stop so he can finish driving because I was crying and shaking. And I just was like, I had to, every time I go over a bridge that has water under, I have to close my eyes. I scream. I yell. And I'm mm. like, it's really, 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 really bad. Yeah. And Baltimore has that big ass bridge that you got to get over. I don't know the name fun. of it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. That. I had that same fear. And if you're from the DMV area, you know, the Woodrow Wilson bridge, which Honestly, out of all the bridges I've driven over at this point in my life is light work, but that was the one most traveled. Mm-hmm. First driving, like as a young adult, and I would I would do the same. I would quiver. I would not drive on the outside lane. Had to be in the middle lane so I could feel like it was a buffer between the edge and me and somebody else. Oh my God, but I had that yeah. recurring nightmare that there was like one little piece missing off the side of the bridge and I would just skirt right there over yeah. into the ocean. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it stops, but I feel you. Yeah. And I don't think I will ever get over that phobia. Mm-hmm. That's just something that's just probably going to be with me until I'm no longer here on this earth mm-hmm. because <clears throat> it never fails. I cannot drive over it. Um, If I do drive over it, it's like I have to like pause and breathe and pray before getting over the dag on the bridge. But yeah. if my fiance is there, he's going to have to drive you know, and me just close my eyes and just pray to the good Lord that we make it over this Dagon Bridge because it's a thing. I just it only is. imagine. And you I was- know they've gotten to the point where they have driving assistance on the Bay Bridge going to Ocean City, Maryland. What do you mean driver assistance? They have driving assistance. So when you drive on that bridge right before you get to like the height of it where the awning over top of you is, they now have a little station to where if you drive in one of the far lanes, you can pull over almost like where the toll people are Mm -hmm. and they will, you can scoot over into your passenger side and you can get a driver, like a attended person, get in your driver's seat and drive you to the end of the other side of the bridge because they had a lot of accidents from people either driving super slow or stopping on that bridge because they were terrified. And I said, well, where was that? Because I went to Ocean City for my 21st birthday Mm -hmm. and I drove with two friends and I literally shook and cried over the whole bridge. I said, well, where was that? When yeah. I was getting it. So. I didn't even know about that. See? Yes. I don't even want to hear no bridge news. That's how scared <laughs> I am. I never about this. Well, oh, wow. it's a thing. So it's, it's, you're not alone in this world. There are so many people. Yeah, but it's just like, 
I wouldn't even want to do that because that's just taking more time for me to get over this day. That's break. true. You sitting like, there waiting. Just keep going. Just go, 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 go. Let me just go. <laughs> oh my God, I'm here thinking about it. Oh my goodness. You're going to be the one getting an accident trying to speed over the bridge. Mm, oh shit. I would hope the hell not. I would hope But not. I do have a plan. I do have a plan. If that were to ever happen to me, like mm-hmm. somehow, some way I'm going over the bridge and something happens, I know to immediately take off my seatbelt and roll right. all the windows. Yes. Please y'all take note of that because it is so angering. I mean, given nobody's been in that situation, like nobody knows how the adrenaline hits you and how your mind works, but you'll be up underwater trying to sink, roll the window down. It is too late. Please, yeah. as soon as you see it's going down, unclick that seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Pop that window open and you better learn how to swim. Girl, <laughs> let me tell you something. Matter of fact, just after paddle this, to the top. After this, I'm putting a floaty <laughs> a life jacket in my car. Yeah, life jacket. Cause I don't know how good that floaty, that ducky floaty is gonna I need, serve I need, Okay, well give me a life jacket. Cause that is gonna be I'm just you know those doomsday preppers and shit. Yes. I'm going to need to make sure I have that as a doomsday prepper. I don't know the name for people who are like scared of the end of the world. We probably should have looked that up. But doomsday people got a whole different level of fear. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, what a way to be prepared. But you already know. I said when the world ends, catch me in bed. I'm going to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) You a fool. (laughs) Do you have any other? It is what it is. I have. Okay, it is what it is. So there is um, one called nomophobia mm-hmm. that I can somewhat relate with. It is the fear of being without a smartphone. Now we know that our generation and generations after us are pretty attached to these phones. I'm not the type of person who's going to be like, oh my God, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Like, I think that we're in that hybrid generation where we know how to live life, but we also want our technology. Yeah. But specifically with this phobia, it is related to losing network, like lo- losing service or your battery dying. And is with that new? Probably. Mm-hmm. I, it has to be because smartphones haven't even been around that that long. Yeah. But I can empathize with that aspect of it. Like I don't need to have my phone on me. I don't need to have my phone out. But I will say I do get a little bit of anxiety if my phone dies or if I have no service just because you do kind of feel disconnected from the world at that point. Like that's one of the reasons that I've never really been able to ride the train to work going into the city. One, because I am a little bit claustrophobic. I think everybody knows what claustrophobia is. But I don't want to be underground with no connection to the world. If anything happens to me underground, how am I going to call somebody? Like, how am I going to get in contact with people? I don't I don't feel comfortable with that. I grew up in an era to where all you got to do is pick up the phone and call somebody. You don't need a landline and you don't need a letter or a message carrier. You just text somebody. That is frightening to me. Like, it yeah. makes my blood pressure rise a little. You know, I've never really thought about that, but you know, when disasters happen in the world um, and unfortunate like situations like 9-11, no one had cell phone service, no yes. one had internet service. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if something were to happen like that again, not to that extent or something, mm-hmm. I feel like the world's connectivity, network connections will just oh, yeah. be a thing that is just done. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I fear that in that like that's where my fear. Everyone can't at. communicate. 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't know where your loved ones are. And like something that my mom and my sister, we already have a meeting spot. Mm, um, that's smart. Talk, yeah, we've talked about that. They said, my mom said, if anything happens, you can, we're, we're all going to meet here. Um, we're, okay. not, we're going to meet here and we're not going to leave each other. We're going to stay there until all of us. And now mm-hmm. my loved ones, which is my fiance. Right. Um, we're going to meet at that spot if anything were to happen. And yeah. I suggest that people talk to your loved ones just to be prepared and say, hey, if something were to happen and we cannot get in contact with one another, we're meeting at this spot and we're not leaving no matter what until everyone gets to that spot. Yeah, that is actually extremely smart. I never yeah. really thought about that. Yeah. We wrap. Just go ahead and text me the location. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Probably 35, 40 minutes away from Deja and at least an hour away from everyone else. And all my rest of my family is out of state. So at this point, child, I'ma just go to the nearest police station and be like, Y'all got me, right? Cause that's that's my that's in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but like man, we have emergency to attend to move. I'm be like, lock me up because <laughs> it gotta be safe in there. <laughs> Just give me a tell. You would hope so, but I'll definitely drop that location. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I never thought about that. But I mean, I've also been delusional enough to get to this point in my life to where I really believe that if anything happens, I'm just going to get in the bed. Well, you got (laughs) to not do that, (laughs) Chelsea. I, I, I don't know. You got to fight your way room. through the disasters <laughs> and not just think sleep is going to make everything disappear. Hey, man. And here with my AirPods with Drake on blast. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> you are a fool, but I get it. You've always said that. You've always. I'm telling you, man. Pro sleep when the world is burning around you. Avoidance is my favorite coping mechanism. Oh my God. <laughs> it's very toxic. I mean, is that a cancer thing? Maybe. Because I do know, like, everybody loves to say, oh, cancers are so dramatic. Cancers are so emotional. And I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it, we know how to turn it on and turn it all the way off. Okay. And when it's off, consider me consider my pulse flat that's just what it is (laughs) play the um play the what's it called play the michael myers music after all (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Uh, i have one last one okay that is actually and this is really hard so please forgive me i'm gonna do it real slow add the zagoraphobia okay that one is the fear of forgetting, fear of forgetting or being forgotten. Mm. So this is something that they say is commonly found in people who have experienced amnesia before, who have had a loved one who has experienced amnesia or who suffer from dissociative identity disorder, which was previously um, referred to as split personality disorder. Mm -hmm. So they did a study in Germany in 2012 where they gathered all of these people who experienced all of those life issues. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because it's kind of considered an irrational fear because none of these people um, actually showed triggers of being afraid of forgetting. They were so fixated on being afraid of forgetting that it made them forget. Oh, Wow, so basically it's self-inflicted. It's self-inflicted. It's just a overthinking of 
forgetting. So by the end of the study, these people couldn't remember. Some of them so bad they couldn't remember their names. What? A lot of them couldn't remember oh. regular stuff like what year it was or who the president was. Like you, they literally thought themselves into what they were afraid of. That's which I found so interesting because I'm like, to me, that sounds like so many people are afraid of so many things that would never even happen, mm -hmm. but you're so fixated on the negative that you end up making it a thing. Yeah, making yourself believe it. Yeah, basically. like that's a lesson that everybody just needs to chill out. <laughs> yeah, I never knew that. I, I that's very interesting, Chels. Yeah. Did they say how many people? they took to as a research study oh i'm sure they did but i didn't read that oh okay <laughs> <laughs> it had to be like around two or three hundred people oh wow. i mean you know it's not going to be like every single person who's in the study is actually going to forget but right. a good majority of them probably more than half probably wow I said, that is crazy what that's fascinating. going on over there in germany i know and it, they always do the fun studies in a different country it's always europe yeah always europe yeah. I mean, you know, in Africa they do studies, but they be killing us all. I know. That's a that's another conversation for, for another day. <laughs> I have another one. I have my last one. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called phobophobia, mm -hmm. and basically it's the fear of fear itself, and it could lead to like anxiety attacks, and what some researchers describe as free floating anxiety. Basically, these people are so hyper aware of the ways becoming afraid will affect them that they struggle to function out of fear that they will experience fear. Isn't that that's wild? beyond like the fact that you can even be afraid of being afraid is enough to say that you are your own problem. Yes. Like that to me represents those people who never leave, like probably like hoarders, people who never leave their house. Mm hmm. Because and, and at that point, if you're afraid of everything, then you should be afraid of the inside of the house, too. So what the <laughs> hell do you do? Exactly. I don't know what they should do. I that's that's actually really scary. I can't imagine just being scared all the time. Like, I know they don't have blood pressure medicine. They have to be. They have because to be. How else can you function? Uh, apparently, based on the description, they don't. They don't. <laughs> It's like you, like you said, you get in your own way about things. Yeah, <laughs> that's really scary, actually. Yeah. So how do you deal with the fears that you have? You know, that's a good question. Um, prayer, I guess. Like, Amen. I, I am a praying woman, for sure. Oh, my goodness. So, like I said, when I'm about to go over bridges or... I see a bridge, literally I stop, I breathe and I pray. And yeah. if my fiance is, or someone else is in the car with me and I'm driving, I'm going to get out and I'm going to have them drive. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I think I just have to face my fears. Maybe like over next, next summer, I'll just go over bridges and just drive over them and just mm -hmm. try to face it because it's best for me just to go head on facing things mm -hmm. <laughs> and this article you know it gave us like some tools on how you should deal with phobia and one of them one of the uh, the options is just exposure to therapy yeah you know go seek help um to talk about your phobias and they can give you different um tools or sources to you know overcome these phobias I mean, it's going to take time, 
Right. You know, um, you know, like just having a fear of dogs, you know, exposure therapy might involve standing in like a room with a dog and then gradually moving closer towards it and eventually petting it. So it's just like, it's best to, you know, go to therapy and just make sure you go to a therapist that specializes in what your phobia is. That way their experience in giving you the necessary tools to overcome the phobia. So how do you deal with it? Um, well, as discussed, I ignore and avoid (laughs) quite quite the opposite of what you do. Um, but I think it depends. Like, I will say that I am pretty good at being in control of my mind. Like, even when I'm thinking something crazy or I'm letting like the crazy thoughts get in my head. No, I'm not schizophrenic, guys. I just mean like, you know, that little no (laughs) but you know just that little voice that gets in your head sometimes and tries to make you think that things are real that aren't like I'm pretty good at telling myself like all right chill this is an irrational fear this isn't real you're fine like I I talk to myself quite a bit Mm -hmm. um and I think that I'm able to just like reassure myself that everything is going to be okay but like you I absolutely do pray Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, it might take a little longer, you know, praying in some situations than others, but I definitely do that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, just doing something else. Distraction to me is a good tool. Yeah. Like if, for example, well, my little chicken, um, (laughs) example doesn't apply to this, Mm -hmm. but let's say I'm afraid of driving over a bridge even like okay then I'm just gonna crank up the radio to the highest extent and I'm gonna scream whatever that song is the bridge does not exist okay I'm, I'm sitting in a chair at a concert right now as far as I'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I think like that yeah but people definitely gotta seek therapy because I cannot imagine sitting in the house being scared of things that the rest of the world just would not even think about. Do you remember that movie? I forget what it's called. It was on Netflix. And I guess I should have looked this up, but I didn't think I was going to talk about it. But the movie was basically, I don't know. She was afraid of the rain. Every time it rained, she was afraid to go outside. I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, there's a specific name for that phobia. I just don't remember what it's called. Mm. But... um. It's just like, what do you do when it rains outside? You just I go hide? Inside. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like if you're outside and it already starts raining. I saw like a sci-fi movie about that. I'm sure that's not what you're talking about. Where they were, um, like they were outside and the rain turned into acid. Like acid rain. And that's oh, what, was, was, what, so what was that called? Girl, I don't even know. It was something I, you know how sometimes you sit and watch Netflix and it just rolls into another movie it was something with subtitles that's how you know mm, um which mm. of course I did not continue to watch I cannot pay attention when it's subtitles well, I mean, but yeah mm. that that stuff is crazy I actually used to be afraid of animals like most animals I think that I just I mean obviously I just grew out of it I don't know what that was about are you still afraid of horses oh my god I'm still afraid of horses <laughs> Not as bad as I used to, but I had a traumatic, and and at least I know the source of that fear. I had a traumatic experience when I was a child having horseback riding lessons, and I was basically attacked by one of the horses. And ever since that, I think all horses are the devil. 
<laughs> Shut up. Not and all I the absolutely believe that the devil lives in every horse on this planet. <laughs> and that's your name is My Little Pony. Oh my gosh. Please and honestly, stop. that bitch can get it too. Oh no. <laughs> Well, but facing your fears definitely does work a bit because when we went horseback riding in the DR, I'm not going to say it was the best time of my life, mm-hmm. but I never thought I could get on a horse again. Sometimes you just got to get over it. You did it, though. You did it. You faced I your fears. I did it. And let I, me tell you, one and done. One and done? One and done. That's how I feel about me. you putting me in the ocean and we had to swim through that cave. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I made Deja jump in like... 20 to 30 feet of the ocean. Yeah. Just free jumping. <laughs> no ladder, no boat. Just jump. Just jump. And I was scared. That There's one of my phobias being in the, what is it called? Tala, 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 Tala phobia. Girl, you got me, but yeah. <laughs> that was that was so exhilarating. I love water. I will say though, I think part of that phobia, um, that Tala, whoever, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Tala phobia. There you go. I think part of that phobia is the deep, deep, deep water. Like, mm. to the point where you can't even see anymore and it starts getting dark. That mm. I'm afraid of because at that point, I just feel like something is going to grab me. Mm, yeah, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I figured out the name of Umbriophobia. That is, that? A, that is afraid of the rain. Mm. Umbriophobia. Mm. I don't yeah. know about that. No, I wonder. Um, I know that some people have. I should look it up. Well, we'll, I will um post on our Instagram after um we post this episode to enlighten y'all about some of the other phobias that come to mind on our story. But I actually know one that's I think a rational fear, but it's still a little excessive. People have a real fear of being alone for the rest of their lives, like single people. Mm. And they end up being destructive by way of like falling for every person that says hello to them or just being depressed all the time. Mm. And I really wonder, like, I think it's rational because like the older you get and you haven't had successful relationships, like you start to wonder, but Mm. not to the point where you're like destructive. Like those people who get obsessive and like somebody texts them and they're like, oh my God, we're in love. Well, I think a lot of women have that then. Yeah. <laughs> Without knowing that they have it. Because Y'all I've seen sad. a lot of that on Instagram. Oh, I love him. Mm. They've been with each other or he just met each other an hour ago. Oh, right. I met this guy. I love him. That's my hood. I think everybody who has ever been on an episode of Love After Lockup experiences that phobia. You know what? <laughs> I've never watched that show. Me either. But just the oh. concept <laughs> okay. is insane. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I agree. That's interesting. I I mean, there's a difference between being in love and being in in lust and being infatuated. I think those are yeah. three different separate things, and I feel like women don't know the difference between the three, and yeah. they just make it all a one type of situation, and they just fall in love, and they just be like, "Well, I was in love," and I'm like, "Girl, you were in lust," and then you become fatal attraction. Right, facing up after somebody who don't want you like a thin line between love and hate oh my gosh like grab a hold of yourself yeah please. it's sad guys love yourself please yes <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of love next week we'll be talking about just that mm. we'll be talking about relationships and 
unconditional versus conditional love. Yeah. Are you sure that you unconditionally love your partner? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's define that. And what does it mean to be truly submissive? What does yeah. it mean to truly support your partner and love yourself at the same time? Mm. That's going to be a fun conversation. We're going to dig into that one. I'm we excited. Dig in. Y'all get your shovels. We digging in. We digging tomorrow. I'm not tomorrow, but next week. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Give me a break. <laughs> Let me stop because we are still in spooky season and this is the last episode of spooky season, guys. I mean, we're also going to put on our Instagram um, questions about like, what are you getting into this Halloween weekend? Like, are you, are you know what I really want to do? My fiance is actually going to be gone this weekend. So it's just Mm -hmm. going to be me. Um, But I kind of want to have like, a couple of girlfriends over and we have popcorn and snacks and just watch like three scary movies as long as you pick the movies prior to arrival because i don't know if our listeners (laughs) struggle with this like we do but i don't think we have ever had a movie night that didn't result in like an hour and a half of just looking for a movie yeah like or we just need to pick some names out of a bucket and we're not gonna judge it off the trailer we're just gonna watch it we're just gonna watch it because that might be an midnight idea. by the time we find a movie. <laughs> but you know what? I think probably people have, um, it's so last minute. I'm sure people are going to have like things to do. So if not, I'll just probably go do something. I don't know. Maybe we can go to a haunted house or go to that. We can go to a haunted house. You did say we should dress up, which I still disagree with. But <laughs> yeah, I think we should. And um, go to even that, that paranormal circus thing. Yeah. Too. We should just do it all. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I told you. I'm going to go find the nearest hood and run down the alley. Yeah, you bye or not. I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> I do want to make it, it to see my, my wedding day. Oh Lord. Yeah. That's that's gonna be a scary sight for real. <laughs> yeah. But all right, guys. Well, we are wrapping this week. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to participate as you did last week. Thank you again on yes. our Instagram. And yeah. let us know what some of your irrational fears are. Yes. Um, we are looking forward to it. We absolutely love the interactions. Um, and like Chelsea said, I, I second what she said. We appreciate it so much. And um, tap into us and let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Like, give us some ideas, some topics, even though we have topics, but we always like to hear from other people. Yes. Indeed. If we're just rambling, let us know. Yeah. If we are uh, saying what you like to hear, let us know. Yeah. And you never know. You might be picked to be a special guest on an episode. Yep. We are definitely, we definitely want to have one or two special guests yes. um, this season, which we will. And actually, y'all, I stand corrected. Um, it actually is episode three. <laughs> <laughs> we figured that out at the end of the episode. <laughs> But it's all good. And is that we're here, we did it, and we can't wait to come back for episode four. Was that the right terminology? I stand corrected. Yes. Okay. What were you thinking it was? (laughs) Girl, (laughs) girls and guys, we're tired. It's time to go. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) See you next week.